or any lack in any situation, even though the situation may be branded as pleasant or painful from from the standpoint of the onlookers, as far as the wise man is concerned, there is nothing pleasant or nothing painful. Everything is fine, everything is perfect. And therefore, we find him uninvolved. There is no effort on his part to change the situation. Situation is painful from the standpoint of the onlookers. You don't find any attempt on the, on the part of the wise man to change it. In fact, uh, Ramana Maharshi uh, is said to be suffering from cancer. And someone uh, asked him, uh, you have so many powers, why don't you uh, eliminate this cancer? He says, well, I do not want to interfere in the process of nature. Let the nature take its own course, I do not wish to interfere. So wise man doesn't see the need for interfering. And therefore, he does not, we do not see him trying to change anything because everything is fine for him. <clears throat> we need to change something because situation the way it is may not be agreeable to us, we would wish to make it agreeable. Or some situation is agreeable and we want to retain it and do not want it to go away and thus from the ignorant person we find all kinds of activities prompted by likes and dislikes. Wise man is free from that and therefore we find uninvolvement because he does not see any need to bring about any change. Either to invite the agreeable or to avoid the disagreeable. <coughs> so this uninvolvement should not be interpreted as lack of ability. If there is lack of ability to do something, we would consider that to be a dushanam. We would consider it to be a blemish or a defect or a rogue, a vyadhi or a disease. In case of wise man, it is not a disease. It is his bhushanam. It is in fact a glory that he does not do anything because there is no need to do anything on his part. <coughs> the scriptures very often describe wise people as totally uninvolved, not doing anything at all. And so in the introduction of verse 272, the question is asked, So here the Siddhanti actually was making fun of the other fellow. When that fellow said that, we feel that what you consider a wise man, the inactivity on the part of the wise man, we think is due to his inability rather than due to his enlightenment. Then the answer was given is no, it is enlightenment appears like inability outwardly, but actually there is no need to do anything. And therefore, you who is interpreting the wisdom as some kind of a disease must be really a very intelligent person. This is how a fun was made. Then he says, Asthane parihasa ayam. It's not proper for you to make fun of me because Jnayanam Prabhutya Bhavasya Purana Siddhattva Purana is a literature which describes the, uh, the, the glories of the Lord, describes many incarnations, describes many wise people, describes many devotees and all these descriptions are there. So in this, this literature Jnayanam Prabhutya Bhavasya very often they describe the wise people as totally detached or totally uninvolved from any activity. Purana Siddhattva, and therefore, when we say that a wise man is necessarily inactive, it has 
also a concurrence from the Puranas, from this literature. So why do you say that a wise man is not necessarily uninvolved? <coughs> so and the verse 272 says here, Bharata de Rappravrutti Bharata de Rappravrutti Purana Ukte Richetada Jackson Creedan Ratim Vindan Jackson Creedan Ratim Vindan Etesrausir Nakim Sudim Etesrausir Nakim Sudim Bharata Dehi Apravutihi Puranoktai Dishet. So there is a very famous uh, saint whose name was Bharata. He was a Rushi, he was a sage. And the story about him is this that he lived in his hermitage, in his, in his hut. And towards the end of his life, it happened that once a female deer delivered a little child. So there was a female deer who was pregnant and was chased by a tiger and this deer jumped, jumped one stream of water in order to avoid being attacked by the tiger. In that process, that deer jumped all right, but that female deer died and she delivered that child. This is the story. And this sage Bharata happened to be in that place and he saw. And out of compassion for that little child deer, he brought that little cub in his kutia, in his hut. And then started raising it. <coughs> because of compassion. And slowly and slowly that little deer started growing, was running around. And this sage became fond of him. And so would play with him and think about him, go out with him. And that little dear child is away playing some days and he would be worried what happened to it. And thus, all the time on account of fondness to that little dear, the sage Bharata who found himself thinking, it is said that the time of death came. He was a wise man actually. But somehow on account of this attachment to that dear, even at the time of death also, his thoughts were the thought of the deer. And it is said that, as Gita also says, that whatever be the last thought, that determines your subsequent uh, destination. So last thought at the time of death in the mind of sage Bharata was that of deer, and therefore he was born as deer. <coughs> but he knew that he was wise man, he had the memory. Well, he was born as deer, he exhausted his whatever it was, prarabdha, and then again he was born as a human being. <coughs> he had the memory of the past, and he remembered what problems arose on account of asakti or attachment. And therefore in this life, he decided to be totally unconnected or unattached to anything. And therefore, he always conducted himself as a mad person who could not speak also, or who did not understand anything. He was called Jada Bharata. Jada means stupid or fool. And so this Bharata who was born now as a human being, so always presented himself as a fool who did not know anything, who could not understand anything, who could not even speak. 
and he did not involve himself in any vyavara at all. So, Bharatadehe Apravattihi, Puranas describe the stories and say how this Jada Bharata totally refrained from any involvement. <coughs> Subsequently it happens, he was a healthy person and the local king wanted to go from one place to other and there were palanquin bearers and one of the bearers was not present that time and therefore they wanted somebody to, to uh, you know, join this and carry the palanquin, bear the palanquin. And so this Bharata, being a hefty person, was selected. So four people, one of them was Bharata, were carrying the king and the palanquin. And on the way then, this king started making some statements and then Bharata, they were stopping in one place and then Bharata started speaking and gave the teaching to this king and then it was known that he was actually a wise man. This is the story. So here, this, this particular case is presented as an illustration that this Jada Bharata is described as the one who, did, who refrained from any kind of involvement in life. So is it not that there is a rule that a wise man will be uninvolved in life as a rule? Isn't it that every wise man like that sage Bharata would remain uninvolved in life? And so when we say that a wise man is, I mean that wisdom brings about this kind of incapacity in a person, then what is wrong with it? So he says that a wise man is necessarily uninvolved in life. So it seems as though wisdom brings incapacity in the person that he becomes incapable of getting involved in life. And he quotes the illustration of Jada Bharata, look how he was uninvolved in life. So, if this is what you say, then the answer is given there. Jakshan kridam ratim mindan iti ashraushihi nakim shrutim iti shrutim kim nashraushihi. Then, have you not seen or have you not heard of this statement of the Shruti of the Upanishad? Chandogya Upanishad in this case, Jakshan kridam ratim mindan says the Tikagara shrutim ajanana ajanaha ajananaha. Says when you think that the wisdom brings about an incapacity, or wisdom should necessarily be associated with uninvolvement in activity, that only shows that you do not know what the scriptures really, the, the purport of the scriptures is. Shrutim Ajananaha. You do not know the Shruti of the Upanishad, and therefore this question arises in your mind that you think that. The wisdom is necessarily accompanied with absence of involvement. Idi pariharasi, therefore the answer is given. Jakshanidi. Jakshan kridan ramanaha. Stribhirva, yanirva, gnyatibhirva, vayasirva, na upajanam, smaranidam, shariram. Idi shrautam vakim na shrausihityartha. This is a quotation from Chandogya Upanishad, which describes a wise man. Upanishad very often describes the result of wisdom. In, in, in the common terms. So, the wisdom should bring about a sense of total fulfillment and therefore always an abidance in ananda or happiness. So, how to describe the happiness of a wise man? There is no way to describe because it is incomparable happiness. And still, in order to give an idea to the students, even the happiness of the wise man is described in, in the terms that are understandable to common people. And there in Chandogya Upanishad it is said, Jakshan, Jakshan and Bhakshan, eating. 
सो जक्ष भक्ष हसनयो इति धातु जक्ष धातु इन द सेंस ऑफ भक्ष ईटिंग और हसनयो इन द सेंस ऑफ लाफिंग सो ईटिंग लाफिंग दिस हाउ यू फाइंड वाइज मैन क्रीडन स्वेच्छया विहरन यू फाइंड हिम क्रीडन मीनिंग इज गोइंग अबाउट एज ए लाइक स्वेच्छया विहरन रममाण स्त्री इवन प्लेइंग विथ विमेन या निर्वा विथ विहिकल्स ज्ञाति भिर्वा विथ पीपल ऑफ द सेम कास्ट ऑफ द सेम या द सेम फैमिली वयस्वा और प्लेइंग विथ वी फ्रेंड्स सो यू फाइंड दिस पर्सन परफॉर्मिंग एक्टिविटीज लाइक एन ऑर्डिनरी पर्सन परफॉर्म्स वेन इज हैप्पी द आइडिया इज दैट वाइज मैन इट इज नॉट दैट द वाइज मैन इज नेसेसरली टोटली अन इन्वॉल्व इन एक्टिविटी ही कैन बी इक्वली इन्वॉल्व इन हैप्पी सो रमान स्त्रियादिभिर्न उपजनम स्मरन इदम शरीरम इति उपजनम जनानाम समीपे वर्तमानम इदम स्वशरीरम न स्मरन अनुसंधान न अनुसंधान सो वॉट द उपनिषद सेज इज दैट इवन वेन द वाइज मैन इज अपेरेंटली परफॉर्मिंग इज व्यवहार with his friends or with his kith and kin or whatever it is laughing eating going around then he is not really doing it because na upajana smaran upajanam idam shariram this body which is in front of the people with which all the vyavahara is being performed he is not even aware of it meaning there is no identification with this body so even when the wise man is laughing and eating and whatever it is really there is no identification with the body and therefore he is not doing it these things are being done at the level of the body but still the idea is that it is not that the knowledge should necessarily be associated with a total uninvolvement in life one can be uninvolved some other wise person can be involved also and therefore you should not conclude that wisdom necessarily means a withdrawal from life <coughs> श्लोके like jada bharata is totally uninvolved in activity then how do we understand this contradiction sometimes the wise person is described as totally uninvolved sometimes the wise person is described as involved like an ordinary person then how do we understand this apparent contradiction nanutarhi puranasya kagatihi katihi means what is the meaning of this what is described in puranas ityasam kya puranamapi audasinya bodhana param न प्रवृत्ति अभिप्रेत्यापनिषत्षदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदिषदि
It is the intention there, the purport there is not in the sense of physical involvement, in the sense of audacity, meaning mentally he is uninvolved. The idea is that wise person is mentally definitely uninvolved in any vyavahara. Even though outwardly he or she may be appearing to perform the vyavahara, mentally total uninvolvement is there because there is no kartaratva, there is no identification with the body and there is no sense of agency and therefore even though appearing to do something, he does not do anything. That's the idea. That's called audasinyam, not doing anything, meaning no identification with their body and total freedom from the sense of agency, sense of doership. And that absence of doership is what is intended to be told there, even in the Puranas, and not necessarily an absence of apparent activity, an absence of doership, is invariably accompanied with wisdom, not necessarily an absence of the activity at the level of the body, because that can be there and still doership is not there. <coughs> that is said in the verse 273 here. <laughs> Kastha Pashana Vatkintum Pashana Vatkintu Sangabhita Udasate Sangabhita Udasate Okay, so even when someone like the sage Bharata is described as a person who did not get involved in any activity, but still, Aharadi Nahi Aharadi Santyajya even that sage Bharata also, who, who acted like Jada, who acted like a total stupid person. But even then, he also did eat food. So, eating, drinking, all these minimum activities required for sustaining the body, that was performed even by that person. So, even when sage Bharata is described as the one totally uninvolved in life, his involvement in life was there to the extent of eating, drinking, and maintaining this body that much, he also did. So it is not that caste pashanavat, that he was like a stone or like a stick. So even though a wise man may be described as withdrawn from the activity, that withdrawal is not in the nature of stone or stick, doesn't become like a stone or a stick. He basically does not get involved, but still, as far as eating, drinking and sustaining the body is concerned, that took place even in case of Bharata, etc. And therefore, it is not that the knowledge brings about a total incapacity to act. <clears throat> then how come these people refrain from getting involved in life? Sangabhitaha udasade. In case of sage Bharata, his past memories told him that if he gets involved, then again this life of birth and death will be perpetuated. So, udasinim sangabhitaha. They are really skeptical about sangha or about association. Because association brings about again, on account of association, maybe it may bring about some attachment or some aversion. And if the attachment and aversion arises, then that will perpetuate the existence. As long as attachment and aversion is there, so long this limited existence will perpetuate. And therefore, people like Sage Bharata, who are wise people, all right, 
but still they deliberately refrain from any involvement in life because involvement can bring about attachment or aversion and that can become a cause for again perpetuating his limited existence and therefore Sangabhitaha Udasate on account of a, a fear of getting involved a fear of, of arising of the attachment and aversion they always remain uninvolved but not that the uninvolvement is what is brought about by knowledge. That uninvolvement was a deliberate uninvolvement because involvement, in his opinion, brought a, would bring about some attachment. Sangopi kutastyajyate. How come, why, why even the involvement is given up? What happens if a person remains involved in life? Ityata, the verse 274 describes that. <coughs> Sangihi Vadhyate Loke Sangihi Vadhyate Loke Nisanga Sukhamashnude Nisanga Sukhamashnude Tena Sanga Paritya Jeha Tena Sanga Paritya Jeha Sarvada Sukhamichada Sarvada Sukhamichada Sangihi, Sangihi, Vadhyate Loke. Vadhya means Pidyate. Sangi meaning the one who gets involved in life. Loke, Pidyate, he is definitely harassed or tormented by, by the life. Nisangaha Sukhamasnude. So it is general experience that more and more you get involved in life, more and more there are going to be occasions for conflict. More and more there are going to be occasions for, therefore, being troubled by the life. Nisangaha Sukhamasnude And the one who is uninvolved or unattached in life, Sukhamasnude, he enjoys happiness or he remains happy. This is general rule. And that's why it is always said, Tena Sangha Parityajaha By the Mumukshus, meaning by the seekers of knowledge. We are discussing in the morning that karma, the action, also has a role to play. When we perform an action with an attitude of offering, and when we receive the result as the gift of God, then that kind of an involvement is fine. But this karma or the action, having done what it has to do, meaning having now given us a frame of mind which is, which is fit for contemplation, for seeking the knowledge, then there is no need to get further involved. So when one possesses a mind which can be totally applied to the pursuit of knowledge, there is no need to get further involved in the Vyavahara because it can again involve you. Tena Sangaf Parityajya Sarvada Sukhamichyata So one who is desirous of happiness, particularly happiness of the nature of Jivan Mukti Sukham. So a wise man is happy because he abides in happiness, because he, he, he abides in a knowledge of the oneness of the self. And therefore, if you want to have an abiding mind, which abiding mind is required for abidance in knowledge, Sangaha Parityajya, it is better that Sangaha or involvement in life should be given up. So, action or the activity, pravritti, involvement, should be followed by, engagement should be followed by disengagement. Karma should be followed by the renunciation of karma also. Because, now even the karma, meaning action, has done what it should do, 
has relieved you from likes and dislikes and has given you now a frame of mind which is proper for the pursuit of knowledge, then there is no reason to continue the engagement. Then Sangaha Parityaji is better that a person gives up all the attachment, all the involvement. Satchet Kyaktum Nasakyade Sadhiriyavasakartavya. It is said, suppose you are not able to give up attachment, you need company. So you are not able to give up the company, then what should you do? If it is not possible for you to give up the company, Sadhirevasakartavya, then you better seek the company of the wise people. If you can totally give up the company and dwell or contemplate upon this and pursue the knowledge, that is the best. But suppose you need the company, in that case, seek the company of good people or wise people. Satam Sangohi Bheshajam, it is said in Sanskrit, Satam Sangohi Bheshajam, Sangha, the company of the wise, is Bheshajam, is like a medicine, medicine for the disease of ignorance. So company of the wise is the first step and then even that company may be given up. But company of the wise is what one should seek in favor of the company of the worldly people. Because it is said that the mind will definitely pick up whatever it comes in contact with. Like a cloth, whatever color it comes in contact with, like the white cloth, how it picks up the color. So our mind also is like that, the mind will pick up whatever it comes in contact with. If I come in contact with a person who is all the time engaged in seeking pleasure, that influence is going to be there on my mind. If on the other hand I am in company of a person who is detached or who has, who has dispassion, then those, those values also will be, so that influence also will come. So when we are in company of the wise people, we see them as detached, as compassionate, following the values of life, accommodating. When we see this, we also wish to be like them. So, Satam Sangohi Bheshajam, one should always seek the company of the wise people, company of the good people, then those values can be imbibed. And one should definitely give the company. When one is seeking knowledge, then one should give the company of those people who are unduly active in life or whose life is oriented towards pleasure. So, if you are in company of a pleasure-hunting person, the mind will have that kind of an influence. If you are in company of a knowledge-seeking person, the mind will have that influence. So it is said, Tena Sangaha Parityajya One should give the company of the people who do not entertain the kind of values for which you have value. So never seek the company of someone who can shake up your faith in scriptures or faith in the teacher or faith in God. Always seek the company of those who will enhance your faith, enhance your confidence and faith in the scriptures, in the teacher and in the Lord. Such company should be sought, other company should be given up, so it is said. Anyway, and therefore we find that there is a description of the wise people who chose to stay away from any involvement in life. It is only because it was a deliberate attempt on their part, because involvement can bring about conflict or can bring about attachment or whatever, and therefore they wanted to stay away from that. But it is not that the knowledge necessarily makes a person incapable, it is that he, he was avoiding sangha or involvement. Nanutarhi manasa sangasya vatyajyatve 
अंतसंगशून्यानाम बहिर व्यवहारताम अग्नित्वादिकम जनहि कथम उच्चरे इत्यासंख्या क्वेश्चन इज सो व्हाट इज रियली टू बी गिवन अ बी संग और अटैचमेंट और इन्वॉल्वमेंट एट द लेवल ऑफ द माइंड even if the body of the wise man is functioning we know very well that mentally the person is unattached and so manasa sangasyeva tyajyatve sang ultimately means also dehadhyasah means identification of the body that identification of the body is in the mind and that is where it is to be given up so what is to be given up is attachment to this body attachment to the pleasures of the body and attachment they are all associated with the body and the pleasures all of that are to be given up at the level of the mind antasanga shunyanam so wise person is one who is devoid of any kind of an attachment within the mind and this you must know that even when a wise man behaves with us in a manner as though he is a friend and he is all loving and he is everything internally the person is unattached that asangata always is there outwardly he behaves like we behave also but inwardly there is no attachment at all remaining unattached he performs all the vyavahara and that is that is natural that is in fact the direct effect of the knowledge that person remains unattached because from the standpoint of the wise person everything is fine really when you see the mikhyata on the problem the person with whom he is functioning or doing vyavahara that person has all kinds of problems but from the standpoint of the wise man there is no problem and still that problem is accepted and then is dealt with so the problem is accepted by the wise person from the standpoint of the other person from his own standpoint he doesn't really see any problem and therefore he is unattached in that sense however outwardly find them functioning like ordinary people and therefore very often very often people misunderstand them mistake them and condemn them when they are also performing vyavahara working with the people or serving the society then they are condemned the people who do not have wisdom because they are restless people and therefore they are active people or some other people when they they withdraw from the life then also they are condemned that these people are unproductive so usually the onlookers of the outsiders always have a tendency to judge the wisdom from the outer behavior although wisdom is cannot be judged by the outer behavior there is a tendency in the part of the people to do that and so when a person is active in life then that that even wise person also will be censured or will be criticized by the society so how come the society criticizes these people and cause them ignorant or cause them deluded even though internally they are wise why is it so shastra tatparya jnana shunyatva because the ordinary people do not know the uh, the the real essence tatparya the purport of the scriptures meaning the ordinary people do not know the nature of knowledge ordinary person will always associate knowledge with some outer characteristic and that's the reason why some people want there are people with different complexes some people believe that everybody should serve the society so they will accept only such wise people who serve the society some other people believe that a wise man is the one who should totally withdraw so they will only accept those people as wise who were totally withdrawn from the, from the world and there are wise people of all description 
જીસસ ક્રાઇસ્ટ ઓર સ્વામી વિવેકાનંદ હાઈલી એક્ટિવ ઓલે રમણ મહર્ષિ ઓર રામકૃષ્ણ પરમહંસ મે નોટ બી એક્ટિવ એટ ઓલ એની પુરાણાપ્શન ઓફ ઓલ કાઇન્ડ એન્ડ હુ ડુ વી કન્સિડર એઝ વાઇઝ મેન સેઝ યુ ડુ નોટ જજ વાઇઝ પર્સન ફ્રોમ ધ આઉટર પેટર્ન ઓફ બિહેવિયર ધ વિઝડમ ઇઝ ઇન ધ માઇન્ડ હાવેવર પીપલ નોટ નોઈંગ ધીઝ દે they uh, sometimes criticize sometimes condemn or sometimes find differences in the quality of wisdom because they do not have the shastra tatpari gnanam they do not have the knowledge of the vision of the scriptures and therefore they say in different manners so it said in the verse 275 agnyatva shastra hrudayam મૂઢો વક્ત્યન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્યથાન્ય
but sees in and through the rock a very beautiful form. Or when a painter, artist sees, he sees all kinds of play of the nature, the color, etc. And so they see something beyond what an ordinary person sees. And so also a wise man, even though he sees the duality, he sees something beyond that. He sees also the non-dual, the truth that is in and through the duality. And therefore, he doesn't look upon this person merely as a body. He knows that it is the same self, the consciousness that is manifesting in this body. And the truth of this person is not this body, or not the mind, or not the personality, but that awareness, the consciousness, that full and complete being, which is manifesting through the personality. And therefore, just as a, as a person who knows the actor, not only sees the costume, but also see, appreciates the actor, and so also a wise man, in spite of appreciating the people as they are, seeing the duality, continue to see also the non-dual. And therefore, they may do things based on that vision of the non-duality, which an ordinary person who only revels in the duality will not be able to understand. And we always want to measure everybody by our own measuring rod. And when they don't fit into that, we condemn them, criticize them. And so if you find ignorant people condemning and criticizing, you should not bother about that because their, their criticism is not based on wisdom, it is based on ignorance. Therefore, muna vyavahara na atra vicharani hai. The vyavahara or the, the conduct of an ignorant person is not something that we have to take into account. Murkhanam nirnayatu astam. Let the opinion of the ignorant people, let it stand. Meaning, let it be what it is. Tarhikim unusandhayam. Then, what is it that we have to now deliberate upon? Idhyasankayam shastrudayam. So, what you have to deliberate upon is the, the purport of the scriptures. What, the, what is it? The vision of the scriptures. What is it the scriptures expound? That is what you have to deliberate upon, contemplate upon, and not deliberate upon what the, the ignorant people say. So he said, Asma Siddhanta Uchare. And therefore, now we are going to present before you Asma Siddhanta. What is our Siddhanta? What is our principle? Meaning, what is the the vision or the purport or the, the principle of the scriptures is now we are going to tell you. And this is what you should keep in mind. Bear in mind what the scriptures say and not what the ignorant people say. Kovaso ityataha Alright, what is the Siddhanta of the scripture? What do the scriptures have to say? That is said in the verse 276. <coughs> Vairagya bodho paramaha Vairagya bodho paramaha Sahayaste parasparam Sahayaste parasparam Prayena sahavartante Prayena saham Vyujyante kvachit kvachita Vyujyante kvachit kvachita No, this is the Vedanta Siddhanta. This is the, the principle of Vedanta. Vairagya bodha uparamaha sahayaste parasparam. There are these three principal things. Vairagya meaning dispassion. Bodha meaning wisdom or the knowledge. 
Uparama means withdrawal or cessation of engagement or cessation of involvement. These are the three things that we find in a wise person. We find dispassion. Secondly, we find wisdom. And thirdly, we find a total cessation from engagement of any worldly activity. Sahayaste parasparam. Why do you find these three present in a wise man? Because te parasparam sahayaha. Because they are complementary to each other. They help each other. They enhance each other. When dispassion is there, then alone the knowledge is possible. In the mind which is passion, mind which is desires and likes and dislikes, their knowledge is not possible. Because when my mind is stifled with likes and dislikes, I already have preconceived notions about how things should be. In that case, I will not be able to appreciate the thing as it is. And like, what is the raga or the like? Is also my opinion about a given thing. A notion about a given thing, that this is good. Therefore, I want that thing. I have concluded that something is bad and therefore I do not want it or I have an aversion. So this attachment and aversion, both of them arise from my preconceived notion about a given thing. Only when we have a partial vision about a thing, when I have not examined a given thing from all standpoints, when I have examined it only from one standpoint, then alone I see the good part of it and attachment arises. When I fail to see the, the difficulties, the problems associated with it. Because everything in, the, everything in the world has both the advantage virtue as well as vice. When I only look at the virtue of a given thing, there is attachment. When I look at the vice of a given thing, then there is aversion. Both attachment and aversion only represent a partial appreciation of a given thing. And that deprives me of knowing the thing in its proper perspective as it is. So person whose mind is under the spell of attachment and aversion, that person can never appreciate the truth because the truth is distorted by the mind. A mind under the spell of attachment and aversion distorts the vision and presents before the intellect a distorted vision. So first requirement is vairagya, becoming free from attachment and aversion. So that is first requirement. And then alone, bodha or the knowledge can take place. Otherwise, knowledge cannot take place. In a distorted mind, there cannot be the vision of the thing as it is. <coughs> and when knowledge is there, when I know myself as a complete being, and I know everything is complete and everything is perfect, in that case, there is no need to bring about any change within me, there is no need to bring about any change without me, and therefore, automatically there is a withdrawal from any kind of an engagement. So, uparama. Uparama means cessation of activity. So, vairagya bodho paramaha. Vairagya, dispassion, a freedom from likes and dislikes. Bodha, knowledge or the wisdom based on the learning, teaching of the scriptures. And uparamaha, a cessation of any engagement. Sahayaste, parasparam. Each one helps the other. To the extent that I have wisdom, to that extent I will have dispassion also. Because as I understand the thing in its proper perspective, then I will not have attachment and aversion which arise from a partial standpoint. 
And therefore understanding releases the mind from likes and dislikes. As I understand the nature of a thing, the attachment and aversion for that thing also drops off. So, knowledge helps me to gain dispassion. Dispassion helps me to gain knowledge. Knowledge helps me, helps me to, see the, to withdraw from the activity. And withdrawal of activity also helps me in knowledge. Because when I withdraw from engagement, then I become free from any kind of a transaction and all the conflicts and the attachment the transaction can bring about, I become free from that. And that gives me a frame of mind with which I can contemplate. So contemplative frame of mind is also helped by disengagement from activity. So disengagement from activity gives me an abiding mind. Abiding mind gives me an will be what we call dispassion. So we find that each of this helps the other. Sahayaste parasparam. Each of them, they all of them help one another. Prayenasa vartante. Prayana generally speaking, sahavartante. All these three are to be found in the wise person. The wise man will have dispassion, will have wisdom, and will also have disengagement from activity. These three we generally find together. Vyujyante kvachit kvachita. However, sometimes vyujyante. Even a wise man. A given wise man at some time or at some place may show some likes and dislikes or may show some engagement in activity. There are there are uh, descriptions in the Upanishad, Brahadaranyaka Upanishad. Yagnivalkya, who is a wise man, he comes to the court of King Janaka. And when Janaka asks a question, then Yagnivalkya says, You must give me one thousand cows in return to the reply of the question. This apparently shows some kind of an attachment for the cows, which you don't see in a wise man. But based on some situation, or for some reason which is known only to himself, we may find that even a wise man at a given place might exhibit some attachment or exhibit some involvement in activity. Or at some time, kvachit kvachita, or tattva, so, or some person may show attachment, some person may show engagement, some person may show disengagement or unattachment. So, Sometimes we find all the three, namely the dispassion, wisdom, and cessation of activity. All the three we find present in one person. Sometimes we find an absence of the one or the other, or the the, in the degree of dispassion, etc., may be varying in different people. There is also we find. <coughs> Vairagyadinam anyonya apariharena avasthana darshanat abheda sankhayam tad hetvadinam bhedad bheda havagantavetiyaha. He says, if you find all the three, when you find the dispassion, the wisdom, and the cessation of activity, all the three together, then what makes you feel that they are different from one another? You would think that all of them are the same. 
वैराग्यादीना अन्योन्य अपरिहारेण नॉट परिहारेण बट अपरिहारेण सो वी फाइंड दट वैराग्य एक्सेट्रा दे आर इनवेरिएबली फाउंड टुगेदर अवस्थान दर्शनात अभेद शंकायांगेदाथिंग Three things should be known: what is the cause of the thing, what is the nature of the thing, and what's the effect of the thing. Hetu, swarupa, and karya. So when we study these three, then we find that vairagya, bodha, and uparama, all of them are different from one another, which is what is said in the verse two seventy-seven. Hetu swarupa karyani, hetu swarupa karyani. भिन्नान्येशामसंकरःभिन्नान्येशामसंकरःयथावदवगन्तव्यःयथावदवगन्तव्यःशास्त्रार्थंप्रविविच्यतःशास्त्रार्थंप्रविविच्यतःहेतु
If he keeps beard, then I also should keep beard. If he wears certain clothes, then I should also. That's not necessary. What is necessary is that what are the qualities that he has? And they are the qualities which are invariably associated with wisdom, invariably associated with freedom. And those qualities I, su- I should seek to cultivate within myself. And those qualities are dispassion, wisdom, and uninvolvement. Uninvolvement at the level of mind, asangata, detachment. So this is what I should understand. What is the nature of these three? I should see them, the wise men, and within me also, I should seek to cultivate those qualities. And for that, now there is a discussion on these three, and that is how this particular chapter is going to be concluded. So this we can discuss now in the next session. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purna Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punah Punah Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om